did you just shush me? No, I was giving us a stopping point to restart the episode from. <laughs> oh. I just need to quiet to do that. So, something that's been on my mind, and I want to know your thoughts, because this is uh, a new thing for both of us, right? Is being in an apartment complex as uh, just essentially adults at this point, but there's Halloween coming up. Oh, this is your first Halloween in your own place. Yes, it is. And so I, I do have, uh, it's more or less been resolved on my end. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on Halloween and trick-or-treaters and all that sort of stuff. And if you're, what your plans are, if you have any. Well, last year I forgot about Halloween until Halloween. And so then I had to go out at lunch to buy candy um, so that I would have candy when I got home. And I didn't have any trick-or-treaters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I still have said candy in my apartment. Gotcha. Um, so I'm not planning on having any. You're stronger than I am. Sh- show up at my place, I'm not. I don't answer my door anymore anyway. So Okay. Unless I know someone who's coming. Hmm. So Okay. I was just I, curious. I feel, I feel bad about that, but like my apartment it, it's not the type of place where like there's gonna be trick-or-treaters going around i don't think okay and i kind of guessed that last year but i wanted to be prepared just in case and i still have the candy and i'm i'm not gonna give out that candy i should probably just throw it away i can't believe you saved it for a year and didn't eat it well it went into a drawer and i kind of forgot about it until you just asked me now and it's definitely in the back of that drawer because there's other things in it now that's crazy to me Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm glad you got that resolved. Kind of. Except that you wasted yeah. candy. Yeah, I felt bad about that, but meh. Hmm. What are you what are you thinking? Well, this is the thing. I know for a fact that my uh whole apartment situation here almost certainly has trick or treaters. Because I see little kids all the time, and it's set up in a way that trick-or-treating is possible. Because, as you know now, it's like discrete mm-hmm. buildings. Yeah. It's pretty easy to walk around, and you could just go up to people's doors and knock. So mm-hmm. I felt pretty confident that it would be a thing. But I was thinking to myself, well, I don't have like any Halloween decorations. I don't have control over the light right outside my front door or anything yeah. like that. Uh, so I don't really know how to do it because I don't want to go buy decorations, but I'm happy to have candy available for any kids. I was like, mm-hmm. well, I guess I could have my deck light on, but I feel like most little kids are probably going to be trick-or-treating at like 5 p.m. or something. It won't even be dark out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was curious. And then I came home today from work, and there were two sheets of paper on my door. One was... Hey, you're invited to our apartment Halloween celebration from 5 to 7. There will be food and snacks and stuff. Because uh, I, I have never gone to any of these apartment events, but they have them mm-hmm. with some frequency. And so I assume that people go. Uh, it's nice that they at least offer it. 
Uh, the second piece of paper was a big, there's a this orange piece of paper with a big pumpkin on it, and it said, hey, oh. if you want trick-or-treaters to come by, just put this on your window. Perfect. I know. So I was like, sweet. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's even better because this is the first year that all of the uh, academies that I work at are like our the, the the academies that my company runs, I work at obviously just one of them uh, to teach. They are giving Halloween off to all the students, and nice. I normally have band rehearsals on Thursdays, and <gasps> they canceled band rehearsal for Halloween as well. Yay! So I have this full Thursday free, and I can also then actually be around to feel like I'm an adult, like the smallest little bit that I can be a part of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I just hope that I don't come off as weird or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, it's hard to tell if it's weirder to like be totally devoid of any Halloween-based thing, except for this pumpkin on my window, <laughs> or to like clearly be a twenty-year-old handing out candy, but I get like a costume or something to hand it out in. I don't know what's weirder. <laughs> so I'm gonna go to the store tonight or tomorrow or something and get a proper bowl for candy. Um, mm-hmm. and do all that, but yeah. So I was I was happy that it was sorted out for me. Mm-hmm. Did you have a good neighborhood for trick or treating when you were a kid? You had a big neighborhood. Yeah, I had an excellent neighborhood for trick or treating. I think. Um, I feel like I would get lost. Like my parents would freak out because your neighborhood has just so many roads and stuff. Yeah. Did you like you like trick or treated with your parents? I assume. Well, when I was That's a really little did. kid, but by the time I was like probably ten or eleven, just the nature of my neighborhood, uh, we could go out on our own. Okay. Because our neighborhood was just a half circle, and there were three cul-de-sacs in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like you couldn't get lost. There, like you walk one way, you get to the end, and then you turn around and go on the other side of the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was a big deal because we were right across from Wild Meadows, yep, which was the big fancy area where they gave out king-sized candy bars at every door and stuff. Yeah. Uh, we were never allowed to go over there, though. <laughs> Aww. Uh, so I always stayed within my neighborhood. But it was a good, it was a good neighborhood to trick or treat in because it was mm-hmm. like it was pretty small, but basically everybody there you could like there may be more four houses that I can think of off the top of my head that didn't hand out candy. Uh, mm-hmm. But almost everybody did, and you got a pretty good-sized haul for all of it, so. Yeah, I think I had a pretty good neighbor. Like, pretty much all the houses in my neighborhood, like, had candy. I I remember growing up, and it's like, I had a couple, like, neighbors, like, nearby who, like, we were fairly close with, who, so, like, they would have special candy for, like, me and my sister. Because we were like the kids that they knew the best in the neighborhood and stuff, um, so that was always fun. Darn millennial snowflake! Why does that make me a snowflake? <laughs> need special treatment with your fancy candy. I didn't say I need special treatment, <laughs> but I said I enjoyed receiving it. You're just an idiot if you don't enjoy receiving special treatment. Uh, Doesn't make me a snowflake. I know. I saw a really annoying picture on Reddit of a someone who thought that they were being 
of course, incredibly clever at some adult costume party that was full of probably like 50 and 60 year olds. And it was a guy who uh, taped a piece of paper to his shirt and it said millennial. And then he wrapped himself up in bubble wrap and put fragile mail stickers all over it. <laughs> uh, uh, I I have so many thoughts on that and I don't know if you want me to get into them or not. No, I really don't. We've we've talked about it. We're on the same page here. <laughs> uh, I just figured I'd share that. <laughs> yeah. Just to add a little more joy to your evening. Yeah, I told you how excited I was this evening, so it's it's good that you're really <laughs> pumping me up here, Mark, with things that I love talking about. Yeah, for, yeah I kind of realized that I also started <laughs> before the show told you about my book involving domestic violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes, bro. Sorry about it's, that. It's okay. No, it's It'll fine. get better. It'll get better at the end. I promise. Uh, will it? Yes, we have a good topic for the end. Okay. I'll, I'll just... I'll just believe, believe and achieve. That's what it is, right? I have no idea what you're saying, but sure. Okay. We'll go with that. Remind me again, what's your favorite candy that you allow yourself to eat? Because your favorite was Sour Patch Kids, and you told me without any context that you don't allow yourself to eat them anymore. Yeah, Uh, I'm not allowed to eat those. So what's your actual uh, consumable favorite candy? I really like sweet tarts. That's been like a that's right, that's recent what it was. favorite the past couple of years. What about like um, trick-or-treating? Like what were you looking for and what were you actively not looking for while trick-or-treating? Oh, I wanted like Skittles and crap. Okay. Like that stuff was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also liked like Milky Way and Snickers bars and stuff. Um. Because, like, Snickers bars were my dad's favorite candy. And so, like, I knew if I got a couple extra of them, like, he would be happy because he could steal some. Mm. Um, what a good kid. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. I I was, growing up, I was kind of, like, I wasn't, I feel like kids hate, like, getting Almond Joys or, like, Mounds bars. Um but I actually liked eating them, so like it wasn't a big <laughs> deal for me because I love almond joys and mounds. Like they're great candy. Oh, um, God. And so, but honestly, like almond joys, it's just like a mounds bar that then I have to eat an almond. Like that's I'm how the it was total growing opposite. up. At least. Like I, well, first of all, nobody in my family, including my parents, liked almond joy or mounds. So oh. we would take all of the ones that we that dumb people would give us. And we put them in the freezer for the next time that our aunt visited from France because she loved them. And so she'd come, you know, every couple of years and have uh, a very large stash <laughs> from oh which she could draw for during during her visit. Uh, like, I can eat them now. I don't think I've had one in years. I would never go out and buy one. But if someone said, hey, do you want this almond joy? I'd say yes. But I do not like mounds very much. Like, the almond is the thing that makes it doable for me <laughs> then there'd be the dumb people who'd hand out like bags of microwavable popcorn you're like you're not trying <laughs> i feel like i maybe had that like once i'm pretty sure we had but... at least two different houses who every year just gave out terrible bags of really buttery microwavable popcorn it was so no, dumb not... <laughs> <clears throat> okay that's 
I don't think it's that dumb. Like, it's if I were to nice go trick or treating now, if I were to go trick or treating now, sure, a bag of microwavable popcorn yeah. would be a nice change of pace. But yeah. as a ten-year-old, I now don't I want care. Candy, exactly. So, good point. Good point. I was just curious because obviously it's been a number of years since I've had my uh, finger on the pulse of the trick or treating community. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same. I've been I've been out of the trick or treating game for a while now. Yeah. Gonna get back into it in a few days. In fact, the day that this is oh, we should have done like a real spooky themed episode. This is getting released on Halloween. Oh no. Boo. <laughs> Did you just boo me? No, that was a ghost. Oh, oh, oh. Grant. <laughs> Mark. Should we just do the rest of the podcast like this? I think that yours is a little harsher than mine was. I don't know. <laughs> okay. And I'm just trying uh, to make it as harsh as possible. Yeah, please don't. Uh, don't want to listen to that again while editing. Uh, I'll stop. Okay. So Grant brought... The Duplex by Glenn McCoy and Gary McCoy. Uh, we have a dog talking to a man who is slouched on a couch, drinking a beer, watching TV. The dog says, how do you deal with stress? And the man says, stress? And the dog says, yeah, stress. And the man takes a sip of his beer and he says, you mean like when I can't get my pillow fluffed just right? <laughs> Do you fluff your pillows? Do you have fluffable pillows? Um, I don't really fluff my pillows. This is just I the have, thing that I can't. I have one fluffable pillow. Okay. I have two other pillows. One is like almost fluffable and then the other is definitely not fluffable. Hmm. Okay. I was just curious. Um... It's not really fluffing when I do anything to it. It's more like smushing it differently so it's not the same smush that it had been previously. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, I just wanted to check. Where where did you want to take this? I assume so, I assume it's what's on the tin this time, so to speak. What do you mean what's... Oh, the first question in the comic, is that what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So I was just wondering how you deal with just, like, general stress in your life or, like, stressful situations. Oh, man. So it definitely is dependent on the source of the stress. And say, like, mm -hmm. how consistent or persistent said stress is and all that sort of stuff. Um... Very long-term stuff is just stuff that I've worked on for years, which is just trying to be calmer uh, in the face of a lot of stuff and working on ways to process through things. So, like, I write a lot. I do, like, little journaling things and all that sort of stuff. And those are sort of background processes that I try to maintain to uh, uh, make it easier to handle stressful stuff. I just don't get affected by it quite as much in a negative way. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, stuff still slips through, and then you have, you know, redundant systems. So, kind of like your four-layer <laughs> redundant alarm system. Yep. Uh, except minor, you know, it's, it's a little different, but the same idea. You have a, you have a hierarchy of things that you use. Uh, so the first thing is these kind of long-term things. Uh, over the years, I've learned to do some sort of physical, physical activity often helps me if it's like a very quick onslaught thing or something that's mm-hmm. particularly frustrating or whatever. Like just sometimes going for a walk is enough or like going to play tennis. I get to hit something around or whatever, you know, uh, physical activity can be very therapeutic in that way. Um, you know, talking to people when it's a good time to can obviously be helpful. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, that that's honestly a big part of it. Uh, so, some things that I try not to do, I do my best to consciously not stress eat. Mm. So if I... I should like, work I, on that. Because I, I, I think the big thing for me, and, th- and this is partially just because, like, I've had a sort of uh, bad relationship with food for quite a long time that I'm just still trying to, you know, get better at just so I can mm-hmm. be healthier. But I don't think that it's helpful to associate bad food with bad feelings in, in terms of, like, oh, I'm going to use this food, like, just the idea of comfort food. I, I don't like that concept. Like, I just don't think that it works well for me. And so, mm-hmm. like, if I if I want to eat bad food, I want to eat it because uh, it's just like, ah, oh, this is just going to be very tasty. And, like, I can just eat a little bit of it and it'll help me. Uh, like, when I'm already having a good time and I'll be like, oh, like, I've been doing well and stuff, I'm going to have a little chocolate or whatever. Um, And so if I'm very stressed, some things that can help are, like, like, if I'm going to go eat some food or, like, go out and buy myself something, I try to do something that's a bit nicer than McDonald's or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I will try and make my, like, be like, okay, I just need some time to just do something, so I'll make, uh, just spend some time to make something more mm-hmm. than I necessarily would. Uh, and try and, and... And part of that is the long-term thing of recognizing... Uh, you know, eating poorly and being upset on that front is not going to help my stress levels. So saying, hey, like, oh, this other thing in my life, whether it's out of my control or in my control, but just causing a lot of stress, that's really bothering me. So I might as well fall back into this other thing that I can more easily control, which is eating good food. Mm-hmm. And I think that a big thing for me, what I don't know whether it's healthy, but... Uh, probably one way to handle stress in the short term for me is to find things that I can more easily control that I uh, don't need to stress over and kind of focusing on that until I'm then more prepared to actually deal with whatever's causing the stress head on. Mm -hmm. That was a lot and I'm sure a lot of that sounds better and more effective than it actually is in practice. Like I still do get stressed out like stuff happens you know. Yeah. And you get frustrated and all that, but those are the sorts of things I do my best to keep in the forefront of my mind, and I've put in a lot of work over the years to get better at that. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. The stress eating thing really hit me because <laughs> I, I've been, you can probably guess that I chose this because I've been stressed for the past couple of days a little bit. Um, or I guess a little bit more than I normally would be. And I just came home from work and I stress ate half a bag of chips. Yeah. And like, I didn't notice that's what I was doing until you just mentioned stress <laughs> eating. And I was like, oh no, how did I do that? Well, when I think that, I mean, the hard thing with stress eating is that it's so normalized as well. Yeah, it's it's such a coping mechanism. Yeah, and, and I definitely do it sometimes. I'm just saying that, like, I try my best not to. Yeah. Where, you know, now I've kind of pared down stress eating to, like, popcorn and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I try to have simple snacks that aren't that bad for me. Yeah. When I just kind of just need something to just be like, I just need to feel like I'm just... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Just need to feel like I love myself. That's right. <laughs> and then hate myself for it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, how about you? Are there things like... I don't know if you're looking for strategies or just want to talk about it in general or what's up. I was just looking to hear about other people's strategies kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I Like, I have a variety of strategies. It's just that, like, I'm... There's a variety of things that I've used over the past, like, four or five years as stress relief. Um, and it's just, like, keeping up with those strategies because a lot of them are things that, like, are, like, dependent on other things. Like, if I'm, like, stressed in a moment, I can't just, like, oh, go out for a run because it's, like, oh, I'm at work. Yeah. Or, or, like, I just got home from work and I'm stressed, but, like... It's 6.30 and I'm starving. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to go for a run and then shower. And, like, by the time I get around to eating, it's going to be, like, 8. And I'm going to feel, like, even more like crap. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it's just kind of, like, making sure that I have enough coping mechanisms that they can apply to, like, all sorts of situations, I guess. Yeah. Um. I do have one thing now that actually comes to mind, a very immediate thing that I know bothers Aaron because I say it to her all the time. And it's just like, it's only useful for me because of like the history that I have with it, mm-hmm. which is literally just like taking a drink of water. Hmm. Like when I was a kid and if I would get upset and start crying or something, uh, my mom would always give me like a Dixie cup of water. And for some reason it would just like had an yeah. effect that made me calm down pretty quickly mm-hmm. like everything else in a vacuum like i could just like that would help and uh, uh and what i was kind of what i was thinking of is i think that a lot of stress management uh is probably as much as anything a placebo yeah like a yeah. lot of stuff is probably somewhat provably helpful but you have to uh commit yourself yeah you have to believe in it one way or another and at that in that sense it's a placebo and because i believe that taking a deep breath and like getting a glass of water will help me it pretty much always does Mm -hmm. because it always has yeah uh because things like you know physical activity i think that that's pretty provably like helpful for getting rid of frustration Mm -hmm. for a lot of people uh but a lot of other techniques, like especially stuff like 
journaling or meditation, whatever, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that people tend to look at with a pretty um, skeptical eye. It's it's really just you have to just say to yourself, like, I'm just going to throw myself into it and not worry about it. And, and it'll probably start working. Mm-hmm. So. When you mentioned taking a sip of water, that made me think of one thing that I don't know why, but like cool, like a cool breeze for some reason Mm. helps me like relax and like, I don't, I don't know if it's like de-stress, but like, is like, has this weird calming effect on me. For sure. Like, and I don't know why. I mean, again, that, I mean, part of it might be I think some it's just actual physical thing. Who knows? No, I don't. I think it's just like I grew up loving doing things in kind of cool areas mm-hmm. and stuff um, and like spending time outside during the fall and early spring and outside in the winter and stuff. And so like, I don't know. Well, that, that was Maybe the other thing something... I was going to say is a lot of it can be very association based yeah and that's kind of what what it probably is yeah i mean that's kind of goes back to what we talked about uh, in terms of what's comfort food and what food do we associate with like really good things and you had talked about just cheap chinese food because that's Mm -hmm. what you had a lot growing up you know yeah uh and so other things that come to mind for me now are you know like yeah a cool breeze for me for me a big thing are rivers which we've talked about before but rivers for a long time have just been a very calming place no matter where they are or what it is i think that some of the most like peaceful solitude moments that i can ever remember have been just like chilling by a river Mm -hmm. Uh, and so i just still bring that association with me yeah also music music definitely helps in terms of uh like playing music playing and singing along to stuff okay uh can help a lot for me yeah, for me, music's something like I don't, I don't listen to music that much to de-stress. I normally listen to music to like pump me up. It's like, or at least in recent years, it's like almost the opposite. I did have a good like, kind of like calm me down, chill me out playlist in college that I used at sometimes. Maybe I think I still have that. I should start. I'll listen to that tonight, maybe a little bit, and see if that, if see if that helps bring me back to more calm centered grant well this is why i said playing music like i don't like i listen to more music now than i Mm -hmm. ever have in the past uh i i just didn't grow up listening to music on my own pretty much ever uh Mm -hmm. and so it was it's like the playing of music because i like play piano and guitar it's easy for me to yeah uh just start playing something and it just kind of gets my mind off things, and mm-hmm. uh, so that so that's what's helpful. Like so much of, uh, especially junior year, I think I've mentioned this. We had uh, two piano rooms in the dorm, and so if I was either stressed out or just couldn't make any progress on, say, like a math problem, I'd go down and just like bang on the piano for twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and I'd feel better and just kind of refreshed, and I could mm-hmm. go uh, do whatever I needed to do again. Mm-hmm. So, do you feel calmer now, Grant? 
don't know. I, I feel can do like some ASMR or something if you want. <laughs> no, that's fine. I like. I feel very calm. I still have like stress, yeah. but like, I don't know. I I'm, feel, I'm yeah. feeling very like chilled out tonight right now. Hmm. I feel like normally when we podcast, I'm in kind of like a wild, wacky mood, and tonight I'm just like, yeah. I was about to make some sort of reference to drugs that you could take before podcasting and how today it's been different, but I honestly don't actually know enough about (laughs) (laughs) drugs to make a joke. (laughs) I feel like I do. Took some NyQuil? I'm just like not going to go there. But melatonin? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm feeling like we shouldn't be moving on. You think that's okay? I suppose we can. So we're moving on to Drabble by Kevin Fagan. So there's a guy sitting on a sitting on a armchair in what I presume to be his house, and he's got a water bottle in his hand. And as he lifts the water bottle to his mouth, presumably to take a sip from it, a dog, a wiener dog, jumps out of nowhere and clomp grabs the water bottle out of the guy's hand. He looks shocked. And then it cuts to the wiener dog crunching on the water bottle in his mouth, thinking the wiener dog is the natural enemy of the water bottle while wagging his tail ferociously. Nicely done. I have no idea where you're going with this. Well, first of all, it's just a cute comic. (laughs) It's a really cute comic. I I know many dogs who have been enamored by plastic bottles <laughs> did you always get a new water bottle i did <laughs> did i guess what you're gonna tell me about yes <laughs> well i had a i had a broader question which was simply what kind of water bottles do you prefer oh Ooh. size delivery mechanism material all that good stuff I'm I'm not a big wide mouth water bottle person because I'm a derpy enough person that like at some point I'm gonna end up spilling a lot of water on myself. Um for a long time I had one of those like camelback shoots. So it was like you like, like could straw or not the straw. So like it was like a camelback so like you can unscrew the top and it's like a wide mouth bottle so you can put like ice or anything in it but then when you screw the top on then the top has like a much smaller thing that you screw off that you can drink out of oh okay sure um and so i really liked that water bottle for a long time and i i still have it and i still use it um and i don't know why i recently transferred to um a double walled I probably it's probably like sixteen ounces or something. One of those like double walled metal ones. Okay. Um in metal. Interesting. Yeah. And so I I've really liked that recently. It's kind of a better it's a nicer size and form factor and nicer just to like have sitting on my desk because it doesn't like it looks like a water bottle, but it looks kinda I don't know, nicer. And the thing that I really like about that is that if I have, I don't normally have like extra cold beverages. I don't really put ice in my water very much, but it doesn't sweat at all. 
Um, and so, especially like sitting on my desk where then that's going to leave a ring of water for me to like drag my lab notebook through or some like notebook that I'm working in and just like mess up a bunch of paper. It's nice not to have that. Yeah. I got that. So that's, those are my thoughts on water bottles. Um, what kind of water bottle did you get? Well, it seems, it sounds like I actually got essentially the same style of the camelback that you just described, except it's not camelback. Um, it's Contigo, which is my favorite brand because they are cheap and work super, super well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've had a Contigo prior to this. It was a, um, a very similar, just a normal metal water bottle. And it had a kind of a, like, I wouldn't call it a straw. I would call it a flip up spout mm-hmm. where you press a button and a little spout comes up and you can yep. close it and lock it. Mm-hmm. And I use that for quite a while, and I and I like it uh, mainly because uh, oh, I do like kind of the the spout action. It is convenient, uh, but it also just it's a. I think I probably bought it for like twelve dollars from Target, and it is the water bottle that keeps water the coldest for the longest out of any water bottle I've literally ever used. Mm-hmm. I put zero ice in my water ever. And I still remember one day we were playing tennis the other summer mm-hmm. before I moved. And I accidentally left my water bottle in my car. And it's whatever, <laughs> 80, 90 degrees out. And it's just chilling in my car for a few hours. Cooking away. Cooking away. And the metal was hot. And I drank the water completely cold. Wow. It was amazing. And this water bottle that I got, same thing, except now instead of a flip up spout it's just a little screw up top and i think how you described it there's a kind of a rubber smaller like a hard rubber or plastic or whatever smaller spout that you can then just unscrew if you need a little more space to put something in mm-hmm. otherwise the top just screws on top of it uh and i love it the main reason that i got rid of the other one is because it was impossible to clean it was so gross all the yep. time I couldn't do anything like I would clean it and it felt like it got really gross just the next day and it really bothered me. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was like, I need one that's just easier to clean and to maintain its cleanliness. So I uh, went for something much more, much simpler. Yeah. And it's made me happy. Yeah, that is like my current metal water bottle that's one of the things that i like about it compared with the camelback that i used to use because like the threads on that it was like the cap was like internally threaded so that when you put your mouth on it you didn't your mouth wasn't on any of the threads but the problem with that is that made the cap have like this weird these weird like nooks and crannies in it that i felt like got real grody after a while and it was like really hard to clean um okay yeah mine i'm looking at it now is very loosely threaded. Yeah. Like it's a uh, like it is also internally threaded like you said, but the threads are uh very loose. So like there's a lot of space between them. Yeah. Which that'll make it easier to clean. So that's yeah. good. But then... Yeah, for a while as a camp counselor, I had an algene. Mhm. Which was classic. Mm-hmm. I did I enjoy it. 
they they do. Uh, but yeah, the sweating is annoying. Um, they don't keep things that cold. Like the biggest thing is just that they're indestructible and mm-hmm. light plastic, which is great when you're walking around all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I like this one because it you know it's skinny, fits in my backpack, all that good stuff. It's been a nice, nice quality of life improvement, I think. Good. Yeah. I'm glad for you. That is, that makes me think of one thing I don't like about my current water bottle that I'm using is that there's no way to like attach it to anything. Whereas like a Nalgene, lots of people can put, you can throw like a carabiner on that loop or something. Mm Mm-hmm. That's something I wish I had a solution for on my current water bottle. And I know there are solutions for it. I just, it's not worth it for me to find them and yeah. to seek them out. But Yeah, my my hinge between my cap and my water bottle is a nice, like, real sturdy rubber thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, qu- I'm well pleased with it. I think this one was, like, I don't know, $15 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. Congratulations Thanks. on the new water bottle. Thanks. I was I was inspired because Erin got a hydro flask for her birthday. And I didn't oh, want a hydro flask. Is that the I didn't style wanna... of water bottle that I have? That's now what I'm thinking. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm Googling. Cause... But they're generally no, pretty large not. and kind of expensive. Okay. They look yeah. cool and all that, but I didn't want anything that big. Yeah. Uh, so this is a nice, nice compromise. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, <laughs> guess we can end early. We had a long episode last week. Yeah. Cool. Neat. <laughs> Sorry.